We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 17th day of October, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well, as usual. And we're joined today by Ned. How are you, Mr. Professor? I'm fine. I'm, uh, I don't know. I've got a smile on my face. Maybe there's so much comical crap going on. It's just overwhelming. There's a lot of comical stuff going on. I can't argue with you on that one. We got a lot of comical stuff to get into today. Uh, wh where would you like to start? Would you like to start with the, uh, we've got a lot of COVID stuff we can catch up on because we've been talking about the Russia-Ukraine stuff and central banking the last couple of days and the coming uh, well, economic yeah. woes. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll start with COVID, but there's loads of, we've got to have a little mention about everything just in case. You might have missed an itch or something during the week. I, I mean, we've been smashing on Bill Gates all week, so. Oh, no. Thank I, you, man. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, we, I don't think we've missed much on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's give COVID a shot. There's not much. To, there's a couple okay. of things to talk about on it, but I do. I have listened to um, your podcast this week. And one, one of the things I missed was the um, Rob Ruse question time in the European Parliament. Uh -huh. And if you yep. could bring I've that up it. for me, I'd be I really sure, appreciated. I sure can. Yeah. Uh, give me just one second. Before I get to that, I, I have some other I have some other audio that I want to play before I get to that. That is a that is a great clip. Uh, but I, I have a couple other things that I want to play. Mm -hmm. And I, this is just like a little a little compilation, if you will, of what we were all told, right? This, we, we were all told this throughout the entire thing. I mean, it's, it's not too long. It's just about a minute. You're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. And when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Dr. Fauci says he has COVID again. If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. And this morning, I learned I I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. With three doses that you can prevent it, not just from serious illness, but from getting this virus, this Omicron variant, and therefore giving it to others. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is in quarantine for seven days after testing positive to COVID. So I, I'm fully vaccinated. It gives me some comfort. Anthony Albanese has just tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, having received two doses of AstraZeneca, it's a very effective vaccine protection from symptomatic illness and therefore risk of transmission to others. So you caught all that, right? Those were all of the uh, the leaders and the health ministers <laughs> and everything. And that's not including Emmanuel Macron, which we're going to get into him here in just a minute. Uh, uh, but that's what we were told all across the board in all of these oh, countries. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, and um, I think you're, um, we were talking about, because I did ask you who NPR were, and they led a, a lot of the mandates and a lot of rulings out. And even they mentioned that um, unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as Vaccinate people. Uh huh. Those ex those exposed to the virus no longer require quarantine. Students can stay, 
in class, even though they've been exposed to the virus and it's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. Now, that's coming out from the same sheet that used to mandate all the stuff about the vaccine that it couldn't be transmitted. But and we said from day one, even our clown, Boris, stood up there in front of the camera and said, I know the vaccine doesn't cure you. I know the vaccine doesn't stop you getting it, but please take a booster. He even did that on telly. Bless his heart of being a clown, because he is a clown. But he did tell the uh, truth in that respect. And yet, everybody still took it. And this is what made the farce of everything, because this was all directed at, like he said, Johnny, it was all about the COVID passport. This was all about shutting people down. This was all about segmenting people. And how many people did that COVID passport or segregation affect their social life? How many people actually went to war verbally with their own families? How many social communities, everything fell apart because of this load of lie? And in fact, I am very it's surprised. Criminal. It's criminal. Our head, the head of our religious Christian church here that said Jesus would want you to take it. <laughs> Oh yeah, didn't Bruce, get actually remember? struck down. Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Do you do you remember uh, the uh, the Jesus. New York governor Kathy Hochul? Do, do you remember that? She says I'm wearing my vaccinated necklace, and I'm just in the church. She said this: I'm wearing my vaccinated necklace, and I just you're all disciples. I need you to be my disciples and my apostles, and go out and and tell everybody else to get vaccinated because you're the smart ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that, and uh, I, I think I mentioned in that one that. Um, God is far more merciful than I am, because if I was God, I would have struck each one of them down with a bolt of lightning and yeah. made it clear that you don't do this BS. But yeah. Well, we were told that uh, do this because this is your uh, your civic duty. It's patriotism. It's protect your family. You don't want to kill grandma. They guilt trip you and everything. Yeah, yeah because oh, of your neighbors. Yeah. And, and look, we all want to get back to normal. So let's just do this. And Bill Gates was out saying that. And, and Fauci was out saying that. And yeah, hell, even Emmanuel Macron, do you, do you remember he went as far as it said, if you don't get vaccinated, you're not a citizen. You're not a If you come right down to the people level, how many companies told people they were going to lose their jobs and how many people did lose their jobs because they weren't vaccinated? So really, each one of you now has got an answerable thing by law to go and look this up. Because if you've been out of pocket, out of whatever, but have they designed this so that people go after the small companies and watch them fall? It's an endless sort of weaving of crossover of lines, and it's the chaos that this is designed to create. It's questionable on all levels. But the outcome is going to be nothing but a lot of anger. And it's going to, well, it's another another tick in that fallout box. The biggest one is going to be the deaths. But this, for those people that are still alive and kicking, there's going to be so much animosity due to all these little things. And you are going to get lawyers and that, and that are going to pick up on all these things. And you're not going to have enough years in the law courts to push this lot through. I don't think there will be any any lawsuits over this because there's uh, protections uh, against this. So not if it's found out to be fraudulent. Exactly. But yes. th- I don't think it'll ever be found out to be fraudulent. I don't think um, that will be allowed to happen. Do you know what this the, reminds me of? You just, you know, I just mentioned deaths and that. So basically, the courts are waiting for people to die. Do you remember something called mesothelioma? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. The same sort of thing happened when yeah. they went at asbestos. No, this is fine. This is not a problem. This is, yeah, this is yeah. the wonder thing or whatever. Oh, I've caught this. Nah, nah, that's not real. And it went on for decades. Mm-hmm. And how many people die before their cases got recognized? Yeah, yeah. Same, same exact thing. To your point, uh, the European Public Prosecutor's Office this morning has opened and confirms that they have an ongoing investigation into the acquisition of COVID-19 vaccines in the European Union. Uh, this has been opened after an extremely high public outcry. So let's see, right? Let let's see. <laughs> you want to get into, yeah, yeah. You want to get into the, um, you want to get into the the thing. Do you want to talk about Macron first and and that uh, minister over there in France, or do you want to you want to play the clip of Martin Ruse first? Martin Ruse, because I really want to hear that rhetoric. So I, I've I haven't okay. heard that yet, and I would really like to. Uh, Rob Ruse, excuse me, not Martin Ruse. Rob Ruse, my my mistake. Yeah, Rob Ruse. Yeah, Rob yeah, yeah. Ruse. Dutch politician, uh, Dutch MEP. Uh, this is the video that he's put out publicly. It's available on his Twitter. That's where we got it. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch prime minister and health minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Smal, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now, this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. You see, Ned, science moves so fast that, of course, you didn't have time to to check whether or not it stopped transmission. No, 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 no. She actually just said something. That it's the next few words that actually let it out of the bag. We had to move with the speed of science to see what was happening in the market. Aha. Uh-huh. That was business talk. That was basically saying, as you talk about, you talk like that when it's like competitors, money, getting it out there. You know, with a disregard for whatever. That said, they were spe- they were moving it along with the speed of whatever science to actually attain their market needs to make the most out of the market. This had nothing to do with people. She was just blatantly honest there. It actually fit into their market business idea. Nothing else. That word market is actually, uh, somebody wants to legally get that and 
use that, what that was just said. I've also got something else. I didn't tell you about this on purpose because it's a surprise just for you, because I know how much you love this person. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and it's, it's a good one. It's not uh, it's not like Gates or something. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I'd like to talk about this French politician. French politician and ex-presidential candidate John Lasselle says that the COVID vaccine nearly killed him. And he has said that Macron and the others, they've all faked it. They haven't actually taken it, which that's kind of what we were suspecting. They've been all shooting saline water. Of course, they're not going to take it. You haven't seen any of these politicians actually having any adverse reactions, have you? No, of course not. No, you haven't. Uh, LaSalle admitted that he had the COVID-19 vaccine and it nearly killed him. He revealed that he'd undergone a total of four surgical procedures this year. I'm quoting here. He says, I got the Johnson vaccine that almost killed me, that warped my heart. I've had four surgeries since January 3rd of this year. And then there, it's been an uh, Ambrosia Par Clinic, which is heart clinic, uh, that the surgeon who trained with another one, besides succeeding in putting me the articles in place or whatever, you know, to get everything kind of worked around to where his ticker's working, uh, he says, that, except to make them function normally, he says, otherwise I would certainly be dead. A reporter then asked LaSalle why he took the COVID shot. And he said that he was just doing his job and that he had no idea that President Macron and other government officials were not vaccinated. He says, because I'm an MP, I didn't want to give the feeling that I wasn't doing my job. But I did not know that Emmanuel Macron was not vaccinated. And I did not know that most of the government members were not vaccinated either. And I did not know as many of my fellow MPs weren't either. I wanted to set an example. He says, this is the same time when Mr. Macron and Boris Johnson and all the others encouraged everyone to get vaccinated. He said, I got sick and I said so during the election campaign and nobody listened and they wanted to silence me. Oh, you know what he got? He says he's warped heart. Chances are that's um, myocarditis. Well, that's that's okay. That's okay because the CEO of Moderna, Stefani Bensel, he is out this week and he says that they have a new development. They have a brand new mRNA vaccine injection to repair the heart muscle after a heart attack. So see, Ned, if you just, no. yeah, if you take one of these that they've got <laughs> already, then you see, you can have that problem fixed. It's no problem. How can, how can I prove that? I know. I'll take the first shot. Give me the heart attack. And then take the second one to yes. prove it. Not. I don't think so. You can't make this up. You literally can't make this up. <laughs> it's just, oh, man. Oh, there's just going to be riots or whatever. So the French need to um, corral their parliament and then get some doctors and nurses to go in there and go, okay, guys, this is a proper vaccine. You're about to be administered with it. As, again, as I said, this is like in France, it was it was pretty bad in France. I mean, you couldn't go to a, it. was the same here. You got the health minister out today again calling for more COVID restrictions. Like, are you people like <laughs> this is just ridiculous? It's insane. No, it's just wrong. It yeah, is insane. It's, it's insane. It's, it's, and did you know I didn't know this until this morning. Did you know that Australia still has mandates in place? No, I thought they were shutting down their quarantine no. places as well. No. They they shut those down. At least that's what we were told. But I heard a uh, I heard a woman this morning from Australia on a uh, on a live stream talking about how they've still got all the mandates in place for jobs. Well, that's that's not right. No, it's not right because it's no. not medically. It's, it, well, it's basically been totally proved. It's a uh, it's core. It's more dangerous than. Not taking it. Yeah. Well, again, you see, they've got another one here. Moderna's got another one all ready to go, just in case you have that that problem with, you know, the heart muscle. Then they can repair that damage, you see. So, so you see, 
right. This is for every parent out there, especially, I mean, if you, I mean, my eyes got opened because I have a young daughter and various reasons because she's just going through puberty and stuff like that. And I, I probably am not encourage medication because I know what goes into taking it, testing it and everything else. And if you can live a life without it, it's fine. But people have to make certain choices. And one of the choices is that girls go through puberty, they become teenagers, and they want to have a sexually active life, which is understandable. And one of the things that they have to help them with that is contraception. Now, obviously, like a parent, I look into it, take the piece of paper out and see what it says. And the first line on it that says, this medication can have the following side effects, like all medicines. And that is the first line. Now, obviously, we've been saying because of the way things are tested and because it comes through testings on mice and animals and everything, and genetically, one way or another, uh, is always something in there. And because we're slightly down the genetic tree, definitely, when you start pumping this stuff in itself, you can have side effects, even though it's tested on humans later. But the line is there, and that is the first line before a list of possible nasties. And that is one of the things that in Western society is taken for granted. That's supposed to stop problems, say unwanted earths and stuff like that. It's, it's one of those things that has become quite regular idea of thinking, well, I'll just get a contraception. I'm a young girl, da, 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 da. And it won't, you know, and I can have a life. And yet, I don't know, man, it was, it was an eye opener. And obviously, I, I being, being a bloke, I didn't even look into this until lo and behold my daughter goes through puberty and i go it oof even like you know and you'd think that they would have come a long way down the line now to actually affecting something like this and it's scary and i i wonder how many people actually look at that piece of paper that comes with their medicines and actually weighs the insert, weighs up weighs up yeah yeah did and you see the answers on there did you see the inserts for the COVID vaccines when they opened them up in the pharmacies? They were blank. <laughs> that would surprise me. Yeah. Well, they can't be anything else because they can't say anything, can they? No. The pharmacist, I saw some undercover footage on more than one occasion in different pharmacies. And these people went in, you know, with the, the camera on the on their chest. And they said to the pharmacist, could you please open that up? Uh, you, the COVID uh, vaccine file, could you open that up? I want to see the insert. Because if you ask for the insert, at least in America, you ask for the insert, they have to give it to you. Mm -hmm. By law, they have to give it to you. And so they opened it up and they, you know, unfolded it because it's it's about a half an inch wide and about four inches thick. And they unfold it and it's like the size of a uh, of a football pitch. Right. And it was completely blank. And the pharmacists were like, uh, this isn't right. This this isn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> but there's nothing they can say, is there? This is what we went through the other. It's only out now that the there's the clinical trials non-existent. Even now they're pushing it. This is what really hurts. They're still pushing it. They're pushing it towards kids and everything. And it's it's just so negative. It's just a horrible thing. And I don't know. I really don't want to go over all that again. It's just it's mind blowing. But there you go. It is. We're just going to watch the the fallout for the next decade. And yeah, I remember me going back questioning when somebody actually gave me a link to the site of Westminster in London, where they were actually putting out to um, create some buildings that were going to be about till at least twenty twenty five house yeah. dead bodies. Yeah, the refrigerated and those, buildings. All yeah. the 
and all all the all the drawings there are, are, are there and everything. And I'm giving it, what was that for? And then all of a sudden you give it, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fallout. And it, it's just not good. No, it's not. And um, it, 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 it looks dark, doesn't it? It does. This is the other video I wanted to get to, okay? This is, just bear with me, okay? This is eight and a half minutes long. But, what? but, I, I understand, I understand. But it is your favorite European member of parliament, and that is Christian Teres from Romania, speaking well, at a press conference. He has, mm. he has. Uh, and he was, um, he was one of the advocates uh, against the COVID passport across the EU, uh, and he still is. Uh, but he's speaking on exactly all of this topic that we're sitting here discussing. And he's got documents and papers to show everybody and talks about how um, he acquired all of this information from the pharmaceutical companies to base his decision on. Again, eight and a half minutes. And I listened to all of it in its entirety. And it's it's worth the time. So if you're game, then... Yeah, no, no, put put it over there. I mean, the p people have got to hear it anyway. Press conference, but it was nowhere to be found anywhere other than their private feeds that they put out themselves. You know, the media didn't carry anything like this, so uh, it's it's worth it. What has, for what was Pfizer got to hide? This is a question that we are all asking after we found out that the CEO Pfizer, Albert Borla, <clears throat> pulled out. Interesting thing is a few weeks ago, the CEO of Moderna, you know, we were criticizing these pharma companies, you know, for being or for lacking transparency. But at least the CEO of Moderna had the courage, I would say, to come and answer questions. Yeah, he did not answer all the questions that we asked, but at least he was present here and were, was faced with all these questions that all of my colleagues asked. So obviously, when we found out that the CEO of Pfizer decided not to come and answer questions. This, was, this is not an inquiry committee. So he was not bound by law to come. And, you know, he was not on record. You know, he was not facing any criminal punishments in case he's lying in front of this committee. But even in that case, he refused to come and answer some concrete and specific questions. Questions that I think all of us and all of you have. And the first question is, what exactly in these contracts? What are they hiding exactly? I mean, in the previous press conferences, I, I showed you some of the pages, you know, from these contracts. This is how they were disclosed to us and to the public and to the press. Obviously, after some of us and some of the brave journalists asked, what are the contracts signed between the European Commission and these pharmaceutical companies? So this is how they, this is how they disclose the contracts. Over 100 pages, every contract with Pfizer, with Moderna, tens of pages of those contracts were blacked out. So yesterday when we asked, I was the one asking, and some of my colleagues asked, when are they going to fully release these contracts? The representative of Pfizer, who was sent to replace the CEO of Pfizer, said that they can't fully disclose these contracts because they have some commercial secrets over there, and they have to protect their interests. Now I'm asking you. What about the interests of our people? What about the interests of the Europeans whose money was spent or wasted, I would say now, to buy these medical products that are not providing what they were marketed for? Because what we found out yesterday, when one of my colleagues asked if they tested, in this case, Pfizer, if Pfizer tested, if their medical product is stopping the spread of the virus, we were shocked to find out yesterday that they haven't tested their vaccine to see if it's stopping the spread of the virus. 
So we are now more than a year after the green certificate, the digital green certificate was imposed in the European Union and people were forced to be vaccinated with the medical product in order to exercise their basic fundamental rights. And they were told and we were told. We were voted against the green certificate, but many of our colleagues voted in favor of it because they believe what these companies have said, that if you get vaccinated, you will not be infected and you will not spread the virus. They even ran campaign and said, get vaccinated in order to keep your grandmother and your parents healthy. And we find out now, after more than a year, that when they requested the special marketing authorization, they haven't tested the vaccine to see if it's stopping the spread of the virus. So I'm asking again, and we are asking again, what are they going to hide? What do they hide exactly? Why aren't they transparent? with their medical product. We heard yesterday, I mean, it was, I was shocked because Pfizer used this opportunity just to do a PR campaign and even lecture us, why are we asking this and not asking that? Who are they to question us? What kind of questions do we ask? We are elected by the people for the people, not they. And they are supposed to answer, to answer all these questions, which they have not. There's another issue right now raised all across Europe. The excess mortality rate in the month of July 2020, according to Eurostat, in the month of July, the excess mortality rate all across European Union went up 16% more than the average of 2016 and 2019. Now, if you look on the map here, this is released by the Eurostat. It's not from us. If you look on this map, you will see that the countries with the highest vaccination rate have right now the highest mortality rate. So obviously we ask, is there a connection between being vaccinated and having a higher mortality rate? Everybody's avoiding answering this, I would say, logical question. There's another issue. A year ago, I requested Emma to submit some details and data to me because I wanted to have an informed decision, I would say, when I voted in favor or against the green certificate. And one of the questions that I asked Emma is to send me the, all the trials, the tests, the clinical trials that all these medical companies had done, either in animals or in humans, before they requested the marketing authorization. So in the case of Pfizer, here's something interesting. When they submitted the information and the clinical trials to Pfizer, here's all the tests that they submitted along with their request. They submitted a clinical trial that started in January 14, 2020. I asked yesterday the representative of Pfizer and she declined to answer. How is it possible that we, the world, found out in December of 2019 that there is a COVID or coronavirus as it's called in China, December of 2019. On January the 11th, the Chinese government released the DNA data or a segment of it to the public. And three days later, Pfizer already started the tests for this vaccine. How is that possible? She did not answer. In the case of Moderna, and I've asked the CEO of Moderna two, three weeks ago when he was here. They submitted trials since 2017. So I'm restating the question, how is it possible 
The one we found out in the fall of December, December, you know, winter of 2019 about this virus, they submitted tests of their vaccines years before we found out about the virus. And I'm still asking that question now. How is that possible? So these are the legit questions that we all asked and that people are asking us. And unfortunately, they are declining to answer. So this was the, these were the, the main topics, I would say, that we tried to clarify yesterday. And unfortunately, the Pfizer representative, as Moderna representative, you know, declined to answer. We will keep pushing uh, to clarify these facts and nevertheless to make sure that the European Commission is going to fully release the content of these contracts. Thank you. Um, there's something dodgy there, I would say, wouldn't you? I mean, we are Just looking down the lines things. of fraud, <laughs> aren't we? I mean, that and please. the patent, the Moderna patent, that's right yeah. after they had the patent, the 2016 yeah, patent. Exactly. They patented it and they started the trials right yeah. when he said it. And that is incredible. That itself should open the gates of law to fraudulent cause. And this is where you, they need to start pulling these powers of people down. Yeah, you're gonna get you are gonna get a shed load of scapegoats. You are gonna get a shed load of scapegoats. Yeah, it's possible it's that Vondelayan might get keep... thrown to the wolves on this one because you've got uh, another. That's why she's still there. Yeah, yeah, I, they're setting her up for a failure or for a, uh, for a fall. Same thing with Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer. They're setting him up for a fall too. This other Romanian MEP, uh, Mislav uh, Kolakusic, he's and he's speaking in Romanian. I'm sorry, so I mean we can't we can't play it, but uh, he's publicly released a video. It's out on his uh, Twitter feed, and he says the purchase. I'm quoting. He says the purchase of 4.5 billion doses of the COVID-19 vaccine for 450 million EU residents is the biggest corruption scandal in the history of mankind. Ursula von der Leyen has a lot of questions to answer. Oh, gosh, yeah. She brokered she the deal. There. She brokered the deal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and she hasn't let out all these, these contracts. And uh, the question is, how much did she make out of it? How That's much have they question. made out of the yeah. and, debt? And what are, what are in those private text messages between her and Albert Borla that we were never purviewed to? Oh, yeah, exactly. And they they asked for them. And they still they haven't did. turned up. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, that's good. That is that is a good eight and a half minutes. And, yeah, everybody that's listening has got to go, wow. And the thing is, people are going to feel powerless because you've got parliamentary people there. And because the companies on the other side of the world, they, yeah, okay, we're not going to be held accountable for nothing. You're not entitled to this. Yes, you can actually do it. You're going to have to just keep pushing. You're going to have to get the lawyers out there and you're going to have to do it. They have broken international law on how many levels? Uh, well, let's just start. We could just start with the Nuremberg Code. That applies in every country. Oh, every exactly. country. That, We've that gone that way. Everywhere. We have. Yeah. That's where we talk. Yeah. And every, there's somewhere in medical law, and we said it's all set up, like I said, the NHS one in 2003, the Nuremberg Code. You got in your countries, especially in the Western world, which I do actually feel sorry for a lot of third world countries because they won't have constitutions and things like that set up. Personally, I reckon there's a certain, I mean, there are people that should be packaged and sent to different countries in the world. In fact, this world is such a small place now that if you've done a crime of any certain scale, you should be answerable to it no matter where you are. India should get gates as a present. Answer it. I'm not going to argue with you there. He's just whimsically sending somebody over to say, yeah, okay, I'll take your piece of paper. Yeah, thank you very much. 
and he's just ignoring it. And he has got, they have got no respect for life. But anyway, can we get off of that sore point? Have you finished? We sure can. Yeah, that's all I've got. Uh, but I thought the, uh, again, I apologize for the eight and a half minutes, but uh, I thought everything that that Don't, man said was, uh, was worth it. Was it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. It was worth it. It really was. Uh, it's a bright side in the UK. We're um, trying to get rid of our solar panel farms. Well, that's good. Can you and, get rid of Neil Ferguson while you're while you're getting rid of things? <laughs> yeah. Well, the idea is to get rid of the solar panel farms and grow food. Oh, you're actually going to farm <laughs> in the UK. Well, that's good. That's that's a spot of good news. Food, food, not solar. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's okay because that's by 2020. Well, that's okay because Bill Gates and his foundation by 2025 are trying to outlaw food in the UK altogether. So that's good no, news. It's so git. <laughs> No, he is. It's just horrible. It's just I have got no time for he's him. He's awful. I, he I, is awful. I, I, I tell you what, he is. He, he, he can't even call him a low life. He just doesn't register on that scale. You know, he is just nah. No, I have got no time for him. He needs just to fall off the tree and hit every branch on the way down. He really oh, does. Well, let's okay. So you you want to talk about that for just a second? Are, are you wanting to talk about something with like the climate change stuff today? Because I've got something out of New Zealand and the farming. We can start with that and then transition from that. What point. are they doing in New Zealand on the farming? You're gonna love it. You're gonna love this. This is a great way to fight climate change. Take a listen to this. New Zealand has announced a welfare scheme that would see a tax introduced on emissions from burping farm animals. The move is part of the country's plan to tackle climate change, but it has already faced backlash from farmers. An emissions tax to reduce greenhouse gases, we're better out than in, will soon be costing farmers. New Zealand's Prime Minister has unveiled a world-first strategy to tax emissions from burps and urination produced by farm animals. The key to us that what we do is workable, that it's pragmatic, that it can be introduced in a timely way, and that it will actually bring down our emissions. As farmers and as food producers show the world how we can reduce our carbon footprint and feed the world in the way that they expect. In New Zealand, dairy products are the nation's largest export earner. Emissions are sizable, with twice as many cattle and five times the number of sheep to people, meaning more than half of the country's greenhouse gas comes from farms. In New Zealand, methane emissions count for 97% of total agricultural emissions. In Australia, agriculture contributes around 13% of our greenhouse gas emissions each year. To measure emissions, animals are placed in animal-friendly respiration chambers. Gas output is measured over two days through automated systems, sampling air entering and leaving the chamber. Temperature, food, air and humidity are all controlled to produce the most accurate result possible. An agricultural calculator from the Ministry for the Environment shows for a farm with 40 cattle, 73 tonnes of emissions are released per year. An average dairy farm has around 10 times that of a herd of around 440 cows. That's 1,307 tonnes of emissions per year. This uh, consultation document does, and some of the modelling has drawn out that for uh, uh, dry stock in particular, just because of the emissions profile and the levy 
system, you do see a greater impact there. So we are specifically saying to uh, that part of our primary sector, we want to work together. New Zealand has pledged to go carbon neutral by 2050. Before you respond to that, uh, Ned, I would like for Bruce to come in here because uh, he was crunching some numbers the other day. And I'm glad they put all those statistics up because you're about to blow a hole in every last damn one of them. So let's hear it. Yeah, so interesting. Um, I'm, I'm glad they, they pointed out how much the, the percentage and tonnage there uh, of, of CO2 being released. Uh, because here recently we were listening to uh, the Gates clip where he was talking about emissions and populations and whatnot. One of the numbers has to be reduced to zero. And oh, he yeah. was saying that it was something around the, the ballpark of 26 million tons are produced a year or something like that by the U.S., so I was like, okay, uh, how much of that is in comparison to the atmosphere? How much is that really? Um, so I figured it up. Of course, carbon makes up 0.04% of the atmosphere, okay? Mm-hmm. But when you put it into perspective on how much the, okay, the atmosphere weight, this is an approximation, obviously, because it, it changes based on humidity and so forth. Uh, it is 515 Times ten to the eighteenth power. 18th, yeah, that's about right. That that that's the approximation. Okay, let's figure that. So that people that understand is, what ten to the eighteen is. That's eighteen zeros. That's eighteen zeros. That's five point one five with eighteen zeros behind it. Yeah. Um. Now the claim that Gates made the the twenty six million that makes up point zero 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 nine percent of the atmosphere. Okay. Now, their claim is a fraction of what Bill Gates is saying. Uh, they're about, what, probably three or four more zeros in there, roughly? Negligible. It, negligible. I think, yeah, that, I think that, the word that, is negligible. negligible. <laughs> now, the, the number they're saying there, that is far less than what Gates' argument was. I'll tell you what, it, I, I, reckon, I reckon sorting that horse-faced teeth out have a bigger carbon footprint in them cows. I, I think. think she's got a bigger carbon footprint than all the rest of whatever they're putting up there on those numbers. A, a question, uh, just kind of to, to play with logic a little bit. If humans didn't exist on the planet, right, because we're we're causing depopulation amongst uh, animals and ecosystems and blah, blah, blah. If we didn't exist on the planet and it was just animals were let, left to do their own thing, mm-hmm. who's going to regulate the CO2 emissions from all the animals urinating or or uh, burping and who's going to regulate that let's have a thought about something yeah if people want to work out what the biosphere used to handle how big will take america were your bison stroke buffalo herds how big were they millions 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 the indians used to follow them take what they wanted did whatever these were millions and i'm telling you what that's a lot of fart power yeah, yep. and these things used to go along. They are talking out of their proverbial assholes. They are actually creating more hot air than anything. Those herds were massive, mm-hmm. yeah? And yet, the air was cleaner, funnily enough, until man became industrialized. They're blaming something. They've, they're sick and tired of blaming the people. They're going to blame the animals until whatever. They should put a methane nappy with a hose pipe on their ass of a cow if they want to see how much comes out of it. Then put one on her face as well, because it, she got more hot air than anybody I know at the moment. That, so she's ridiculous. Speaking of that and how much, um, you know, the carbon and methane and everything we had in the atmosphere, I looked into that. 
And science says that um, back when dinosaurs were still roaming the Earth, we had in the vicinity of 4,000 parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere. That's 10 times more carbon than we yeah, currently have it, in the atmosphere was, right was, now. And it was a much warmer climate, funny enough. And it was a much warmer climate. It was climate more humid, well, you, whatever. You heard a lot about more the, vegetation. Yes, you, you heard the uh, uh, the good professor that was on, uh, I want to say it was on like talk TV or something or, or whatever, one of those uh, radio talk shows in the UK. And he said that you used to have elephants and rhinos on the River Thames. The temperature in London, what we know is, is central London today, was a tropical climate. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, they, they have um, ancient forests or, you know, the, the fossils from like um, Antarctica. Uh, I mean, there was originally the, the ice was all melted and they... I mean, we even know that the Vikings back in the day were, were farming and whatnot on their lands. And it, it, that's a very cold climate now. We we have killed off more herds, vast herds of cattle and meat than what is in existence today. It's a load of bullshit. It is man's lifestyle and industry that causes the problem. And until he faces up, or he, she, he, it's just, it's not actually sexualizing it. But until mankind or humankind or whatever not wanting to offend anybody, I'm offending somebody somewhere, faces up to the problem is themselves, then no. No, we, we've we've got to grow up. We we can we can manage everything. It's still this business science, this dollar sign science. And that's what it is. She needs to be taken into that black rock building with a lot of other people. Somebody needs to blow the hell out of the structure while they're all in it because that should become a tomb of the idiocy that it is that the, the asset management it's all about they own the assets on so much stuff and they're just destroying it all bit by bit they're not actually doing anything with it except slow destruction if a word to all those eco people green people anybody that has the ideals of saving this biosphere or working with it because that's what you're meant to do think about it we're the problem we are the problem. doesn't mean we have to kill ourselves because this biosphere works with us. The universe is our garden to walk out into, and we have to go out there and do it. At the moment, we're getting so self-destructive. It is just pathetic. It is pathetic. We're, we're, worse than, we're worse than children. We're being led by the idiots have taken over the asylum. They really have. They have, and that's what it is. You, you can't word it anymore. And that was a comedy sketch. That farming in New Zealand was a comedy sketch. I mean, the amount of creatures that we've killed off in this world, we're, I mean, we're not talking a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, or a million. We're talking, you've got to be going on to the bigger billion by now. There must have been the amount of creatures we've actually reduced to nothing. And yet, now we're, because we've got a load of cows, we're moaning about it. And I don't eat steak. Well, generally. it's about changing, it's about but changing the economy. Nice. That's what it comes down to. It's about changing the economy and cha changing it into the, uh, the, the plant-based fungus farms, you know, that, that Bill Gates wants to do. It, it's not changing, just the economy is actually creating a controlling structure where you sit in a hive community and you will take what you're given and be happy about it. 
It's uh, the controlling structure. Indeed. Humans, you don't get the best out of humanity until it has freedom of thought and freedom of speech, and then we evolve into something amazing, and we come up with some wonderful ideas. They want to degenerate it, and they are due to all this. I mean, don't even get me into this gender dysphoria. I mean, personally, um, you said something in prep about the WHO saying... Um, Gaming is a a, a a mental problem. Yeah, yeah? they've classified they've classified as just for clarification. They've classified why? gaming as a mental disorder. So any well, form why? of gaming. So they don't want any they don't want anybody to decide punk and the world they're trying to create. I'm I'm guessing it's a combination of that and the Chinese social credit system because they're now like they they had they didn't seem to have a problem with gaming and now it's a big problem and then that hurts your social score and everything. it's just another method of control but that is now considered a mental disorder and what was in there because you mentioned the the transgender stuff that madness what was considered a, a mental disorder when it came to that is now not and yet you can virtually go and find your education in meta worlds and things like yes. that isn't that a form of gaming in itself i would argue yes there's no difference I, there's yeah, no yeah, difference i would argue it. yes yeah, yeah. it's having I an yes. avatar and doing something with your avatar which you aren't physically doing I'm yeah, not gonna all that gaming yeah, is that argue. is gaming that is gaming in mmos which is uh massive multi multiplayer online it's going out there people game Right. There's not so many books available to for people to read unless it's online. So you went away from the physical online. People, they don't push reading so much, yeah? People need escapism to actually survive. You take that gaming platform away, what do you get? Your suicide rate goes up. So is that what you want? Humans don't get escapism. You do not give people a release valve. They will go down a darker path and you will get out of them the demons that humans can be and you do not want that oh yes you do they actually, do because yeah. you don't care and they'll sit back and go oh and that'll be it and if you don't have that healthy release this is what you get you end up getting these uh individuals that and i'm running footage here behind me i know the listener can't see it obviously but uh, ned you can see it this is in herod's <laughs> these are the uh yeah, yeah. These are the. Uh, this is animal rebellion. They're in. Uh, uh, inherits dumping out milk all over the. Uh, you know his his nice long black jacket with his nicely pleshed trousers with his top. I wonder where they came from, and I wonder how much they cost. And well, they're screaming for a plant based future. And so, and he's not pouring that milk all over himself. He's pouring it over a nice expensive carpet, which is going to take a lot of cleaning. And, and that use... is also so basically that idiot there doesn't think that all the cleaning that's going to be required after that should be added to his carbon footprint because yep. he's created the mess. I'm curious as well. Both of the 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 two there that were doing that, uh, they have nice clothes, but their hair, it looks like she's probably got hairspray in more than likely. And more he looks likely, like yeah. he has some kind of uh, beard um, oil and hair product gel in. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those have petroleum-based uh, components in there. Yeah, um, so he's got a watch. She's got plenty of jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, he's got two watches. He's got two like. watches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you look at them and you give it, well, yeah, you're a good symbol for what? Everything that you've ruined there should go on your carbon footprint. And Marty's These... mentioned about the cost. Just to, just to kind of put this in perspective, those, those liters of uh, milk that you can buy at Harrods, those are not cheap, are they, Ned? No. Nor is all them cheeses they're pouring it no, over. All those cheeses. The table, the carpet. We're talking 
if it's Harrods, that is going to cost somewhere in the okay, insurance company is going to pay for this. Yeah, they went but to this Harrods. Is gonna be, this, uh, is, this is going to be five or six places, figures. Yeah. This is going to be yeah. five or six figures e- easy. And that could be loaded onto those individuals' carbon yeah. footprint if you want to do it. But they won't. They won't. Why? Well, because these... hang on, we're exempt. Why are you exempt? Don't you breathe? Don't you aren't you accountable for what you do? No. We're not accountable for what we do because that's the way they, that's the only thing they, that's the way they act, isn't it? They all act that way. Where, where do you, where's your personal responsibility? Where's your self-discipline? Why didn't somebody just punch him? Well, oddly enough, I, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how you deal with this, but uh, I'm, I'm going to get the, uh, the clip queued up of their spokesman that was sent on talk TV here in just a second. Bruce, go ahead with your response while I get that set up. To all of this. Uh, you were talking about the expensive carpet. I have a little bit of experience cleaning carpets for a business. Here in the States, we have like uh, uh, the the work vans that have large gas-powered uh, vacuums uh, that also boil water and everything, steam cleaners. That uses kerosene to power the boiler, yeah. another gas emitter. So in all of their eco-terrorism that they just did there to argue against this, they're just causing more carbon emissions to clean up the mess that they caused uh, on top of all the other damages that now the, the business is going to have to replace. Now the business has to replace the product. Sure, they're out a bit, a bit of money, but at the same time, by them doing this, you're just encouraging more to be produced. So in essence, you're just causing more of the problem. What I think really went on here, I don't think those two individuals were necessarily, I, I think they were part of the group, but I think they were paid actors in the sense of this is what the great reset types want. To, they want to put it out there that, see, look, there's people just like you that are that are upset about the the uh, using of dairy products or or, you know, the meats and all of that. They're out there actually doing something. You should go out there too. That's what I think this is really about: is trying to get more people to do to no, do that, these kind of damages. I'm sorry, that only works for the dumb. It works for the people that are irre- yeah. they just yes. they yeah. just don't think they are accountable. Yeah. Does this yes. look like a Does this look like an intelligent individual to you? This is the spokesman for the group that was sent on talk. Well, TV. actually, actually, I wouldn't say anybody's not intelligent by the way they look. But well, I'll he's just got it. it. Well, yeah. Wait till you hear what he has to say first. <laughs> I guess, but I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. But uh, here you go. Can you tell me what is the purpose? What is going to be achieved by activists going into a big posh shop in Piccadilly, picking up pints of milk and then throwing them all over the carpet? What What was the message and what was the purpose of that because all i saw was spoiled brats having a tantrum and if they were my kids they'd have been sent to their rooms well we practice non-violent direct action so this is a type of protest that we've seen through history that really works for example with the suffragettes and with the american civil rights movement um, and we we do this action to make our demands very clear to the government and we have two demands and the first is that the government support farmers in a just transition to a plant-based future. And with the freed up land as a result of this transition, that the government support farmers again to rewild this land, to give it back to nature, to draw down carbon from the atmosphere and to restore our precious biodiversity in this country. So much to unpick there, Robert. I don't know where to start. First of all, as a woman, 
I'm really not impressed with you comparing yourself to the suffragettes. The reason why women uh, had to actually resort to some of these tactics, and indeed some cases violent prejudice, was because they didn't have the vote. Last time I looked, you've got a vote the same as I've got a vote. If you want to, and the civil rights movement, again, black people who didn't have equal rights, they didn't have the vote. If you want to uh, effect change, stand for election, put your case to the people, and then see how many people support you. Who are you to demand anything from a democratically elected government? Who the hell do you think you are? Well, I think you'll agree in many cases, Julia, that our government is woefully incompetent and that when we try to make our message clear through political channels, it doesn't always work. We've tried to... No, 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 hold on a minute. When, when you say it doesn't work... No, 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 Robert, what do you mean it doesn't always work? So if, if you make a demand and the government doesn't listen, then you, then, then you can do anything you want, or, or are you saying that actually if you do actually try and put your case, people don't agree with you because your view is incredibly minority view? No, I'm saying that the government are failing in their responsibility to people by failing to protect us from, you know, food insecurity, fuel poverty. People are going to die this winter because they're too cold, because they can't afford food. And that's not on. So why didn't he take, why didn't they just then lift all the food out of Harrods, wherever it was, take it out in a trolley and go and feed somebody with it instead of ruining it? Yeah. But that's He's... not there. They don't want to help anybody. No, they don't. They just no. want to. They just want Burn to wreck the everything. place down. Yeah, they just want to wreck everything. But I, again, I, I I think these are paid actors in the in in a sense. He seems dudes. like it. Yeah. Well, the argument that well, the farmland that's in going to be you know moved away from uh, livestock and and go into farming. The 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 other that we don't need is going to be returned to nature. I'm sorry if you get rid of ranching and uh, the the dairy market. If you get rid of that, you have to then use proteins that are far less uh, nutrient-based or, or, or uh, nutrient-rich, meaning you're going to have to eat more of it more often, so you're going to have to have greater farmland to produce the food to feed people. So no, you're not going to be reducing it, you're going to be increasing it. When you look at the amount of uh, energy in things like meat, for example, and how long it lasts in our digestive tract and we get uh, energy from it and nutrient from it, those are far richer when you go to meats and dairies and those kind of things than it is from the, the, the plant-based uh, stuff that we have. On top of the other health uh, concerns that are involved with just going plant, excuse you me, can't excuse get everything me. you need. Where, yes. why, why do they think, they, they say the government doesn't listen to them, but they are extreme in their view and they're trying to impose it on someone else. While so doing criminal damage. Where does, where, 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 where does the hypocrisy come in? I mean, you're not allowed to eat meat. We want to stop people eating meat because, hang on, those thousands. So basically, they're condoning that. If we've got any bison left anymore on the American Greenland pastures, we should wipe them all out, should we? We should just go along to all these cattle that have naturally sort of changed genetically into what they are over thousands of millions of years and just wipe them out because you don't want to eat meat. And no one Why else do you should think nature Look, hang on. Nature works very slowly and whatever. And we are where we are because we've headed to the top of the food chain as such. We are omnivores because of it, because nature has animals and plant life. So we're making the most of both. 
Why should somebody say you should only use one and not the other? Why should they take choice away? Because it's the agenda. That's what it's about. Control. It, yeah. It, yeah. It's control. It's, it's, He's it's a peasant. That. He should have his choices taken away see how he feels about it he's shouting for freedom of speech and whatever but he's doing it in a way that he is enforcing it and shoving it down people's throat and thinking well i'm not accountable so where is he putting him as they're putting themselves on pedestals aren't they just like the elitists no one is accountable but they are they should be accountable where were the police even if they're actors or whatever it's just a joke. I'm no, sorry. It is they a joke. Make, they make me itch. Yeah, yeah. Another uh, another organization that's kind of doing what they're doing. Uh, hell, they glued themselves to a Van Gogh painting today and threw tomato sauce uh, all over it in uh, uh, in the museum. Just stop what oil. What's that proof? Just stop oil. They. Uh, well, I'll tell you what that is. That's cultural Marxism. Is what that is. That's literally destroying and, and tearing everything down. What uh, is art? Art, art is the form. No matter what, a child. I mean, how many times does a parent look at a child's painting and give it? Yeah, <laughs> he's thinking, "What the hell is that? What is that, darling?" And, and, and then they describe it. Whatever art is, a form of it is. It's like somebody put something onto a piece of paper or whatever. It's an expression. What you make of it or whatever, until somebody tells you what they did it for, or you might see something different in it. But it is just an expression. It is not harmful. Most art has got a. I mean, that is just that is just vandalism. It is. That's what it's I said. It's, it's cultural Marxism. They pull out the super glue and they glue themselves right to the, the thing. Just stop oil. And this is the group that was protected by the police in central London the other day when they were blocking uh, blocking traffic. How did they get the mentality of doing that harming to themselves? The, the, whole, the whole ideal is why pick on that painting? I would like to know why they picked on that painting. It's it's a vase of flowers, isn't it, before they hit it? Yeah, sunflowers, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, so, it's, it's oil-based. Okay, so now we're not allowed to express ourselves, but they can stop expression. Yes. Oh right. And they're okay. a protect and they're a protected group. Yes. So that she's got a different color in her hair because that is pink. That is pink. Yes. This is this, so, as Bruce said. This is the university. Of, this is a form of expression. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah. So she's expressing something in her hair or herself because she likes it, and that is you. Yes. But yeah. somebody else isn't allowed to because you said so. She okay. take the time. She take the time and look at the hair dye that she used uh, to see the kind Probably of petroleum, petroleum involved petroleum in creating product, those yeah. chemicals. Oh, my, my, yeah, but yeah. Mm. Now, I there's a certain level of everything that is agreement. Yeah, we would love to live in a society where it's balanced, but business has wrecked this society. Blame the people decades and decades and decades. Everything they've done. They've manipulated by propaganda, whether it's fuel, whether it's recycling with plastics, whatever. Yes, it's all done on a business structure. And when they have had to change it, they've used the people against themselves. No different to what they're doing now. But it's on a vast scale. It is on a vast scale. It's sexualizing. It's doing everything until they are slowly breaking down every form of society. They're not just hitting one form of society. They're trying to hit every form of society. And the, the, the segregated points of views that are just at each other's throats here. How I how can we be so stupid? It is, it is it's literally dumbfounding that we can actually get up to this. These are supposed to be intelligent. Well, saying that, you'd strip intelligence, common sense from intelligence, and you might as well have a cardboard box that's empty. 
because intelligence I think you is just no described their, that conversation. Yeah, I think you just described their brains. <laughs> yeah, because health and safety said, oh, hang on. There isn't such a thing as common sense that I use health and safety to make sure people did specific these things and it's not your job to do this. And you can blame, so you can blame somebody for every little thing. But now they've kind of called it critical thinking, haven't they? Common sense yes and, is now critical thinking. Well, yes and no, but they've, well, that's extremism uh, <laughs> if you go by the agenda. <laughs> but they've convinced people, they've convinced through the university indoctrination that Bruce was talking about, they've convinced people to have an emotional response. They play on your feelings rather than critically think, logically think, and, and be able to reason and evaluate alternatives and then make a decision and have an actual dialogue with somebody or something over an issue. They don't do that anymore. Now it's just, how does that make you feel? Are you upset from this? Well, then take action because this is very upsetting and we need to, we need to take action now. Don't think oh, because so, we don't have time so to they think. Dress them up in monkey suits with a couple of symbols and then wind them up with a clockwork key and off they go clangity clank, 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 clank. You got it. You got it. Well, that's quite amusing, hey? I didn't like them sort of toys either. So, yeah, I would have um, gone, that's annoying. The squeaky toy that everybody buys for their, somebody else's dog. Horrible things. It's the monkey with the symbols with the wind-up key on the back of it. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my Lord. That is just incredible. I'm sorry. It's pathetic. It's, I don't, they don't have, they want, how many of them want to have children? Yeah, they don't want to have children because they're, well, they're, they want to preserve the earth and all that In stuff. In fact, they're, they, they're not sure. They want, they want to have something that can change its gender every year. Every year, I think that's being being a bit extreme, isn't it? Maybe, maybe they want Close to do it minded. every week. Yeah, maybe they want to do it yeah. every week. I mean, every, every month. Uh, you could go to school one day and change it, it depending on what class you go to. I mean, it's fluid. It, it's fluid. It's fluid. So <laughs> it's whatever you're feeling in the moment. <laughs> I'm in the moment. Oh my God. Yeah. Don't, don't even go there. And here's I'll the worst part, Ned. Here's that's the worst part. what it is, unfortunately. Here's go the on. worst part. They will run for office and they will get elected. That is why. Everything's got to come down to people's referendum just to yes. see how it goes. Yes. Um, like, I, 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 no, you dread to think no, what could come I, out of that too. I dread to think because you look at what's happening. I think it's Pennsylvania where Fetterman is is running for office on the Democrat side. That sounds Fetterman like had a stroke. I can Fetterman, think of a name like a Fetterman. <laughs> Fetterman had a stroke on the campaign trail and cannot formulate sentences on his own without having a teleprompter in front of him. In fact, he can't fully comprehend someone's conversation with him. He has to look at a a screen that captions the what's being said to him so he can read it and he can properly uh, grasp it and then respond. He sounds like another alter ego of Joe Biden. He, he does. Do but they you come know out what? the same school? He's going to get 40% of the vote. No, he's a walking VAERS report. That's literally, his, his stroke was literally from the vaccine. Uh, he's it, a walking VAERS report. He is. And, and the thing is, now he's going to get 40% of the vote in Pennsylvania. Guaranteed. He will get 40% of the vote in Pennsylvania. No question. Hang on. There was a thing out the other day. When did it come out about um, your, um, uh, not judiciary, but it just brought out that in 12 states, there was an undercounting and an overcounting on the last um, election. Yeah, I I heard something about that. I I think I also heard the uh, the statistics from Colorado mixed up in there too. They sent out thirty thousand ballots to people that I think it was to illegals that shouldn't. Illegal. Have so there's uh, there yeah. was overcounting yeah. in six blue states. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
and there was undercounting in six states, and five of those states were red, apparently. Mm-hmm. So unless somebody takes that to the Supreme Court anyway, it's too late. I mean, yeah. and the, the horse is bolted. The horse they're not going to do anything. Yeah, they're not going to do anything. Uh, yeah, you've, got a stolen, you've got a stolen country, and the administration is, like, the, the country's hijacked. I don't know how, how else to put it, for lack of a better term at the moment. You've got an illegitimate administration in there. That's illegal. Everything that they're doing in there is illegal, and they're leading the us Supreme down the road Court's, to nuclear war. The Supreme yeah. Court's already, already weighed in on this. They said your time frame was between the election and uh, January 20th or whatever it is when he's instated. This that is, was your this, time yeah, frame. This is something I did. I, I, I do not like about your um, some of your laws, maybe even written in the Constitution and stuff. There's timeframes of when you can get away with something. <laughs> you know the what I mean? Is, there are timeframes in law, even in probably in every were, Western country, if I looked. That, you they know. were conflating, though. They were conflating. So they were saying, they were putting together the, well, you only have this time to overthrow the vote. That That's what they were saying. And that's what the Constitution says. But we can go in and investigate and be like, okay, was there fraud going on? That's what all of us are concerned about. We don't, it's not whether or not Trump or Biden won in this case. We already have Biden. There's nothing we can do about that now. What we want is we want to ensure the integrity. We want to ensure that there's no more cheating going on. The problem is the left and right don't care. They they're want in line the with each other because they're, they're in both line with cheating. each other. Yeah. yeah. But we yeah, proved I that. When we're talking- I don't care. I, I don't care. If Joe Biden legitimately won the presidential election of 2020, fine. Hey, I'll tip my hat to. Hey, okay, all right, fine. Let's look. Let's just get through this as painlessly as possible and as quickly as possible <laughs> so we can move on. No, I really. I, no, that's how I, I agree. Take Brexit. Take Brexit. That happened. Same thing. There were people Same for thing. it, people against it. Once it happened, accepted it. Now, what do we do here? And Everybody got on with their life and tried to go with it and see what came out. Except for the media. Except for the media. They kept saying, oh, look, we're going to have to do it again. We need another vote just to make sure. And what about the the rebels? And what about this? And what about that? And Oh, well, yeah, yeah, the rhetoric. But people carried on with what they wanted. It's in. It's set. Now, what do we do? People, uh, even politicians went, well, I don't like that. And they resigned, whatever. That's your choice. But the country had to go forward. And Helter Skelter, everything else happened after that but it's it's just it is it's madness it's like everything i mean i've i've got to look into something and i want i'll voice it because what we talked about well i raised a question about one of your acts the global fragility act that we talked about in prep very briefly people need to look at that because that affects how america is going to be affecting the west side of africa and stuff like that so that's, that's something we are we need to look into because I think that is going to be quite, um, whether it's a social move because um, of how the US is going to interact with Haiti in the next few months. People have got to keep their eye on that because that is what's going to be, Haiti is going to be used as a testing platform for the rest of a lot of places in West Africa, between America and West Africa. Look at it, people. I don't know. It's it's another it's another fog stream that's been going on since when was it, Bruce? When did that act come in? You said twenty twenty December ni- uh, of twenty nineteen is when it came oh, in. Oh, Trump signed it. COVID in. came in. COVID and COVID came in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, this is it. This is where this is where you see that Trump signed it in. The Democrats went with it. You've got both the parties aligning. Like we used to say, it's not what 
they argue about is what they don't argue about. Then you start to see the policies and the agendas that go through. And that has been happening all the way down this. And this is what people don't get. Forget the arguments. Forget where they're pushing you. Look, just look through a plain glass window and try and see what they aren't arguing about. And you will find the agenda. And there is a massive agenda going on here. And it, it's god awful. And funny enough, though, on a nicer side, I found another voice within your political system that I like what they said this week. Who's that? Um, it was somebody called Tulsi Gabbard, is it? Oh, God, no. I, I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> okay. She had a right. She had a right. She had a right. All right. All right. Go ahead and say what you've got to say, and then I'll I'll tell didn't, you where I'm Didn't she resign? Didn't, didn't, didn't she resign? She did, yeah. And she had a good bitch at the Democrat Party and what was going on. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She did, but go on. I know, I know, go, I know. It's, I know, it's, a, I know, it's a political front, and it's a uh-huh. political voice, and where they want to put this stand in. Uh-huh. But I did like what was said in some place in, in one part of it. Uh-huh. I mean, she did actually. I mean, she did have a bitch about the um, elitist cabal of warmongers. Of course, she did. Yeah, but yeah, but she's gone with it so far, and now she's creating her own political corner. Of course, she is. But the nice, but the thing is, of course, she is. They all are political movers. Do you want to see what my problem is with her? Yeah, please, because I don't. I. I mean that they are all in some form of political corner. She's just found her outage. I can't actually read that. All you need Why? to see is the yeah, top. All you need is the yeah, the, the very top. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. World I know. I know. No, but she's the thing a graduate. is, I'm not. She's uh, a graduate of it, but why uh, has she voiced that? She has. What said- I mean. She hasn't said word one about being associated with that organization at all, ever. Yeah, that's that, that's kept quiet. So does, does that mean she's okay? That makes that right. So basically, even on her rhetoric, right? And she had a bitch about racializing everything and hostility towards people of faith and spiritualism, demonizing the police, everything that we've seen going on in America. And she's trying to form her own corner. Yeah. So she's resigned from the Democrat Party, but. She's part of the WF. So if she's part of the WF, what does that actually say to you? It says to me that faces and scapegoats are coming up and she's sidestepping it. I would venture to say that. That is what right. I would yeah. say to you. See, I'd say, yeah. no, I'd say you, you start to see a signal here for the next round of people. So if they're looking for scapegoats to fall, like for the next election, and you're going to want the next round of, whether it's neoliberalists or whatever agenda you've got, WEF, because they can work both parties. They can work your Republicans. They can work your Democrats, their own agenda. We yeah, know course. that. Yeah. So if she's stepping out and she's part of the WEF, there's going to be some scapegoats on the Democrat side. Then you've got to look forward. Well, personally, in that case, I would keep an eye on where she's going because you might see where the next agenda's going. Or the next oh, I'm not, phase yeah. of the phase of the agenda. No, I I agree with you. I'm not saying don't keep an eye on it. I'm simply saying that I don't really care what she has to say in as far as like when it comes <laughs> oh, no, to no, me no, making no, a no, political no. decision. Yeah. yeah, but so basically that means you create the demon, use it, push it to as far as you go, then disassociate, watch that lot come down, but then that means that's a signal to say what's the next move in the phase. To me, that's what I that's what I'd be thinking. Actually, I hadn't found her name on the on the forum. She's didn't there. See it before. Some of obviously, the, which is quite interesting. Then, but that's the way I'd look at it. Some of the names come and go on the. Uh, so while I was trying to make the uh, Excel sheet of all the names on there, 
Um, were moving off and going on, were they? It's, uh, yeah, as I was adding yeah. them on uh, during like the week or two weeks that I I had done that, um, there was pages being added and removed. People were that were there a couple of days ago were no longer there. It was fluctuating uh, that much. It was it was changing that much within a week's time. Which so, yeah. Which goes to the point you and I were speaking on privately the other day, Bruce, they're starting to switch their tactics up. So they're going to start yeah. removing and disassociating with people saying, well, they're not part of our group. We we don't have Skate them listed guns. as, as, our, as our membership, but they'll still have them compromised doing their bidding. I mean, if you remember what Klaus Schwab said, it's in our intro. What we're very proud of now is that we've penetrated these cabinets. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, definitely. Putin was um, he was part of the World Economic Forum, like he went through that whole process. And now you can't see any ties uh, there. And he had a World Economic Forum, you know, meet up. Oh, he was one he of the did, young leaders. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Messenger but boy Putin, was out there shaking his hand, wasn't he? Yeah, but Putin was he created his own Eastern World Economic Forum uh, here recently. So whether or not he's still affiliated, we don't know. I mean, this is all cloak and dagger kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's out on everything. It's out on everything because we know, I mean, this this level of manipulation goes everywhere. As much as, I mean, what what gets me is, as, as Zelensky got it sussed yet that he's going to be hung out to dry. You look at his country, right? He's got, eight, well, they had about, what, 600,000 in their force originally. I think the majority of them are either dead or wounded. So they get the contractors yep. in. You guys are paying for the contractors now. Did yep. you know that they've had um, movement of what they call contractors from Syria coming in? You've yes, got they've also got ISIS from and from Iran, Iran, North Korea, and China yeah. as well. They're all coming in now. You, you've got your, I mean, <laughs> you got your Western ones. Whoa, the UK, France, and everybody else in the US, and they're all tweeting it and yeah. giving photos. Are they giving it? Can't people see that this is just one holy mess? That idiot, whoever let talked him into it to do whatever was done on that bridge. That was a bit of a trigger, was it not? We we have um we have questions about that who done bridge. it. Not just who done it, but also uh we were looking into some stuff yesterday and comparing it to the Mur bombing here in Oklahoma City. Um and oh, it uh, doesn't matter who's behind it, but no, well, no yeah, so what no, get me is the no, next, the next not, day, the next no. day, who got him to vocally give a message out about it? Yeah, but that that wasn't the point we were yeah, trying to make. No, it's not. It's not about who done it or who did. It's about the Mur bombing. When you look at the damage that was caused from the the, the Oklahoma City bombing, that was two point five tons of explosives that was used. This truck, uh, according to the FSB, had fifty thousand pounds. That's twenty five tons of explosives and all it did was break one segment of no, that bridge no no that had more fertilizer in it than anything else and it had a bomb with a, who was driving the bloody thing to start it was, with he was did they actually know what they were carrying it was no I, according to russian security services it was industrial plastic sheeting yeah uh, it wasn't it wasn't even fertilizer. that's what they've released i'm just i'm just saying well, what they've there's released. several that's different all. stories coming out for that but there's also different videos coming out of it as well from different angles and all sorts. What annoys me is Zelensky was stupid enough to vocally give his voice to it the next day. And I take it you actually saw the selfies people were taking mm -hmm. in front of that stupid stamp, yep. giant yep. stamp, yep. which had, funny enough, two explosions on it. It did. Not one. So 
Was that by design? Something failed? Were both ends of the bridge meant to get hit? Well, that's actually an interesting point because uh, watching the footage of that, the one at night, the explosion at night, that the massive fireball that was that one. Which, by the way, I, I want to point out the Mer, the the Mer building uh, that was fertilizer. That was a fertilizer bomb. Two point five tons of fertilizer uh, mm -hmm. was used for that one, and it blew up half the building and did damage over sixteen blocks. Oh yeah. Um, but the the one angle, the archway for the bridge. Looks fairly close. It's, it's very large in the imagery, like in the in the photograph on screen. But then when you look at the daytime damage that was done, those things are like half a mile off and they're tiny in comparison. When you when you watch the cell phone footage and all of that of the people actually there, it doesn't even look like it's the same place on the bridge. I, I was having That's difficulty identifying uh, where that was versus uh, from the, the night video to the day video. It looked a lot well, different. The actual video, the actual video looked like it might have been from somewhere else originally. I questioned it because you had an explosion, but you also seem to have other things going on at the same time, which is questionable. But the thing is, irrespective of that, that was used as a trigger point either way or whatever. But to make himself vocally stand out there the next day and say that load of garbage that he said, including saying, Crimea was part of his territory, Ukrainian territory, and, you know, it all belongs to them and everything else. And then people taking, deliberately having people orchestrate the selfies in front of this stamp that just seems to have popped out the next day, which would have been a, an amazing feat by itself. That was a deliberate trigger to what happened next to that. And they got the, the hell bombed out of the infrastructure in the Ukraine. It was the infrastructure, wasn't it? And then what, do you, what have you got lately? You've got that idiot, no, two idiots. What's his name? Well, we've got um, so many idiots, oh. you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> no, I mean, you're in America. and one in Like Nathan. I said, we've got so many idiots, you're going to have to be more yeah. specific. Lloyd, what's his name? Lloyd something the third. Lloyd the third. Um, oh, my God, what's his name? Austin, is it Austin? Lloyd Austin the third? Lloyd Austin, the Black defense guy. secretary? The defense yeah. secretary? Yeah, what about him? Yeah. Okay, He's I didn't know he was dick. the third, but yeah, okay. Lloyd Austin III, he had a talk openly, and now this is just a lovely piece of propaganda and a load of bollocks. This is what they get away with. With um, uh, Jens, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Stoltenberg or whatever, NATO? Oh, yeah, Jens Stoltenberg, yeah. That's it, Jens Stoltenberg, Yen. That's it. And I think Lloyd was saying something in the lines of um, uh, NATO will not be dragged into the conflict with Ukraine. And then Yen said something like, um, yeah, we'll not be party to the conflict, but they're pushing all the buttons out there. Could have fooled me. Yeah, no. <laughs> they hopefully said this. They're having a discussion together, hopefully in front of cameras. It was just, yeah, right. You couldn't have got the puppetry even better. And uh, but then I do agree with his way he uses English. How can you drag somebody in that's already in there? Because they are. Uh, because basically, who's actually doing all the advisory stuff? Who've actually allowed the Polish soldiers in there, by the way? Polish soldiers? Agree? I didn't realize Who'd we had actually... Polish soldiers in there. Oh, you've got Polish people on the ground. Well, I know we have Polish people on the ground working as like aid workers and things like that, just like the no, UK does. No, 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 no. You're supposed to have some Polish soldiers in Was there. Was like contractors? Uh, coming under the word contractor, like US and UK and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't realize officially. No, I didn't realize officially. As a matter of fact, the U.S. officially, (laughs) I'm doing the air quotes officially, (laughs) doesn't have any troops in there. And neither do you. uh, Apparently, one of the buildings that was hit was supposed to have been housing them. The building that was hit in downtown Kiev, that was supposed to have been, at least this is what was being reported here. That was supposed to be one of the German uh, consulate visa offices. Oh, yeah. No, that was 30 foot away. Yeah. Now here's my yeah. here's my here's my question about that. And just I'm just looking at this objectively. That's all. I'm just looking at things as they as they are. You're telling me that a foreign consulate at the visa office where you're going to have lines stretching around the block of people wanting to mm-hmm. get out of there to come to the European Union. You're telling me that nobody was working in that office at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I love the English body. Of course not. No, no one's going to be working at that office. Nobody's going to be working no. at a government office no, no, at 10 no. o'clock I, on a haven't Monday you heard, morning. Haven't you, heard the, haven't you heard they're going to bomb this place today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Incoming. I, it amazes me how many people go, well, you know, these missiles or whatever. If you've seen, if you've been in a situation, which I have, where cruise missiles are, they don't go very fast. They're like a rather large sausage that just goes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, over, over top, and they are—they're like I'd say something akin to a Second World War fighter plane, really. The speed they're going at, and they will fly over, and they will—they've got a computerized target, and they will hit it. They will hit what they're going for. Uh, Google Maps or not, it will work. No, yeah, matter, they'll whatever. hit it within six inches. They'll hit it. Yeah. So whatever they were going for, but the, the thing is, the infrastructure—I think it was something like eighty plus. Missiles went in on the Monday. Tuesday, you had a shitload more. Thursday, they were still hitting them. I mean, it's it's a mess. And if that little, I mean, he must be, I'm going to start calling him Bunker Boy, I think, Zelensky, because he's probably headed he underground actually, for a long time ago. Is he real? I want you to see this. Is is he actually real? Is is what we're seeing the real Zelensky? I, I want you to see this. Uh, this, is, this is what was put out uh, just the other day about what could possibly be going on in there. There's two different types of hologram that we're going to be making. Mm -hmm. Quiet, please, everybody. We're going to go for take now. Here we go. And action. Even now, as the war is raging, we continue the digital transformation of our state. We need to use next generation technologies. We need to make it feel like he's more in the room. Why didn't it just get patent there? I don't think that I ever seen this technology before. And my question to you. (laughs) That's really good. That's interesting. Because yes, you can do that. You can actually do that. Yeah, yeah. Is is what we're seeing what we're actually seeing? Well, this is it. You don't know. But it'd be a damn sight cheap way of funneling money. It would, yeah. That'd be awesome. Especially if you have a guy that's not even there. But the point is, uh, has who... No, you'd still I'm just have asking. to have the... I'm just asking. No, you'd say, no, no, you could actually do a computer-generated individual, but to actually have people meeting the individual, yeah, whether it's from... And they have... That's um, easy enough. That's that's yeah, easy but enough. They, they, Think about it. Think about it. Look what they did with Vogue magazine. They fly them in for for a couple of hours and then they fly them back out. Yeah. So you know, the, the individual will be in existence. 
Yeah. Whether he is where yeah, he is. Yeah, of course. Or of course. whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the easiest, easiest way to, um, oh, yeah, it's, it's a pantomime. You could do whatever you want. I mean, and he's the, the funny thing is, the funny, he's the perfect the funny guy thing is, he's an actor. He's an actor already. Yeah. He's, he's the perfect guy. Yeah. yeah, but the funny thing is, The Who said gaming was a mental problem, yeah? But that yeah. is all gaming mechanics used to engineer that. Yeah. And there's yeah. more there's more production and, and and engineering work that actually go into making a, a video game these days than it does to make a movie or any kind of a, a music uh, track or anything like that. I mean, if if you look at something like I mean what they did with the Mandalorian, whereas like you've got blue screens and green screens and stuff like that, and the actors used to have to act within that environment and not see an environment, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Nowadays, course. nowadays. The whole environment is there because they use game mechanics to create a, the whole dome effect above you, surrounding you. It moves with you and everything. So the actors can actually experience where they are and act better. Right. So right. you don't need blue and green screens to be able to get away with that. They've actually got it to such a degree. That it is really, really interesting. So, yeah, you could create, you could create a whole environment and put into it anything you want because it's that good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, not beyond them. We have uh, extended our time today for everything that we cut short yesterday or uh, Friday for those that listen to us. We've extended our time. <laughs> Ned got on to me, for those that don't know, Ned got on to me uh, in prep. He said, well, you cut yesterday short. And I said, yeah. And he says, well, that means I get the extra time. Well, I gave it to you. Oh, Johnny, that's really kind. Do I get a final word? Absolutely. Uh, Go right ahead. Um, I've got to think about this because we've gone all over the shop today. Uh well, why don't you start with "I'm sorry"? Just get that out of the way now. Yeah, then, well, yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'm sorry about my final word because basically, <laughs> this is we talked about Ukraine. We talked about whether Europe has got to wake up. Europe has got to wake up. I mean, you're playing patsy. You've got Ukraine. You've got energy. You've got COVID nineteen. We've had a mention from the uh, Dutch representative about the passports, the Netherlands, the farmers. Everything is becoming centralised around here. Wake up! You're being used. That Romanian representative had it right europe is the gonna be and is the testing ground for whatever agenda and push there is whoever's whether it's in america or whatever they are not going to be where it's all going to go to shit and i am quite happy i'm on an island and there's going to be because yeah one thing i agree with one or two people is if anything goes to shit that tunnel gets flooded between us and the mainland because i just don't want to be part of what what seems to be coming that way it's not nice but um when a country i mean i agree with france the people want to get out of nato why do i want to NATO? they're that that's standing up and going it they don't want it anymore their own government is how is stupid they they produce 60 percent their nuclear energy is 60 percent of the country and yet they're going to have an energy thing just to go in line with yeah. everybody else the the idiocy of it all all these faces the voices it seems that because of what we just said it seems there's going to be a lot of scapegoats coming up soon there's going to be a slight twitch further in an agenda you know, remember that point where we said COVID's dying off. Now we wait for the next move and it happened to be Ukraine and we wondered what it was going to be to create the energy crisis and the food crisis. Now Ukraine's getting to a point where it's a pointless place to be. It's going to, it's starting to lose its efficacy within the, the, the people's oh, sense of, oh my God, what's going on? Now they're going to need something else. 
Yeah. And uh, you get that feeling that you're at that null point again. So what, what's next, you know? And yeah, the mainland of Europe is the testing ground for every bit of shit that's coming. America has been pulling itself to bits for long enough. And there are a lot of people that might wake up, but it's the people that have got to wake up. And it's the people on the mainland that's got to wake up. That's all I've got to say. I mean, it seems like freedom, even even the sense of it, is just fading. It's like a word that's fading away. You know what I mean? It's not really. It's the one thing we've got to hold not on really. to. Not really. They're they're doing well over here. This is uh, this is a couple <laughs> yeah, of nights still ago. Walking. I tell they're you still what. going. They're still going, man. And they are putting up amazing numbers. They're they're putting up huge numbers now because it's about more than just the COVID stuff. Um, well, you know and why? You've got, don't you? You've got ministers and and you know regional uh, elected MPs and things like that, and and cabinet members that are saying that this is the new face of uh, of modern fascism and all the rest of it. The biggest the biggest problem is Germany was seen as the pulse of Europe, and they want it yeah. to fall. Yeah, yeah, and Strongest the people economy, are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the people are walking, and Germany has been used. Remember when all the monetary problems went on, and I said, "Look, Germany is like a flower. It's central part of it. The central part of it is Germany, and it's got all these petals going out across Europe, and it's it'll give out, and the money will go out. But if it's threatened, it'll close, and everything around it will suffer. And that's what they want to do, and that's what they tried to do." And yeah, they've tried to use Ger- they no, have no. tried to use Germany and make it look seriously bad, and it, they they've nearly done it. They have seriously seriously hurt a lot of. It is their way of it, they 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 want to break Europe. They just they wanted to let it come together and let it fracture. I mean, you take hang on the Turk the, the what is it called? You had Nord Stream. That's not going to get opened up again, is it? You got Turk no. Stream now, haven't you? Uh, there's Turk that stream? one, and then. There was a uh, there's a pipeline that runs from Russia through Poland and into Germany, and they wouldn't you know it? They found some leaks in it a couple of days ago, and now it's offline indefinitely. So yeah, but Turkey is quite yeah. happy to be the hub now, yes. feed from there, and that well, is going to there's mental. that there's that. You've also got the pipeline that just opened up between Norway and Poland, uh, a Baltic mm-hmm. pipeline or whatever it's called, and then there's another one that's coming out of I want to say it's the West Bank of Israel, and it's going through the Med. And coming into Greece and over to Italy and then up through Europe that way. Yeah. How long does it like take to lay a pipeline? Quite a bit. You can't just put those things in overnight. I reckon they can. They have done. Yeah, they just <laughs> magically popped up all over the place. Yeah. But you <laughs> can see uh, you can it's see these people amazing. are still hitting it. They're they're still hitting it, you know. Uh, bless them. I, no, that, I, the Germany Ger- the German people, as much as anything else, has always given us hope. And they've always been walking. And it's not just Germany. There's people in Canada. There's people in New Zealand. There's people in Australia. There are people in UK and France. And yeah, being a serviceman, ex-serviceman, is a horrible thing to say. But when you find out things like, I mean, we knew the UN was a hopeless piece of shit for years. NATO, it, it's rotten. It's rotten. There's so many things that need to be dissolved, totally taken down. And that doesn't make me pro-Russian at all or whatever. That just makes me no. pro-people because that's what you've got to be. You've got to see the things that are hurting you. And our own elitists behind the Western societies are, but I'm not even going to think about them, tell you the truth. I've had enough. And I was going to have a last word, and I do apologize because I've just dragged it on again. It's okay. Like I said, I gave you the extra time today. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, kick out of here? Rest easy, people. Get up tomorrow. It's a new day. There's always hope. Hope doesn't die. 
that is the one good thing about it and we can always just wake up wake up well said my friend and we will see you next week so for those of you who would like to send us some feedback please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com also do you like the podcast you're listening to we do love having you as a listener and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends if you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction it's been a pleasure as always gentlemen thank you for being here this evening thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a great evening